Blog Talk Radio.
as we were growing up, no matter what happened, my sister had this favorite statement. And I used to always say, why do you always have to say that? But she would always say, can we all just get along? And sometimes I didn't want to get along, okay? We, we talked about God using who and what he wanted to use. And when I didn't want to get along, I would say, why do you always have to say that? We don't need to get along. She would say, no, no, Renee. Why can't we all just get along? Now, as I was assigned to her when we was growing up, from preschool all the way up through high school, I had to come to the understanding that after a certain age, my parents flipped it around, and they had it assigned her to me. Mm. See, what I honestly started understanding was that she started taking her job seriously, that she had to start looking out for her big sister. Not just me, but her big sisters with the S on And we were taught, and I heard it several times, where family members would say, or a minister or a preacher or a reverend or a bishop or a pastor, somebody would say to a family member, if you stay saved, they'll watch you and maybe the oil will run down Annie's beard and they'll stay saved. But see, she took her job seriously because she had been appointed to us. But I'm going to say me because, see, when I give my testimony, when I give my honors and recognition, I know it's the truth because this is me telling the story. So because she stayed saved and she traveled all over the world and the war and she did different things, I know that my sister learned how to pray beyond herself. Uh, I'm going to pause so you all can catch that. She learned how to pray beyond herself because who my mom was, my mom would make things happen that nobody could make happen. My sister was on the battlefield, and my mom, whoever she talked to, but I know she talked to God first, was able to get a phone out to the battlefield, one of those phones they use in the military, to talk to her. And my mom would pray for her and pray with her and pray through the night and different things. You can't tell me God don't use food and what he want to use or what he's going to do. Now, because of her, I'm the person who I am today. Because, see, my mom assigned her to me. Because of her always praying and her always being the same way with me, not agreeing with me because, oh, she wanted to make sure we didn't get into a conversation or an argument, but because every time I did something, every time I said something, she would say, well, Renee, what would God say about that? Hmm. Or she would say, Renee, you think God would be pleased with you doing something like that or going about it that way? Hmm. Or she would say, well, God is faithful. I think you should pray and talk to God about that because I ain't got nothing to do and got nothing to say with it. I ain't got, I ain't got no parts of it. That's what she would do. And see, no matter what or how it was said, I saw God in it. I heard God through it, and she pushed me to God for the end of it. Uh, you get what I'm saying? Okay. So when she began to say to me things when I would say or do something, now this is before I got saved. She would say, now you need to repent. You need to repent because that, that, don't, that don't sound like God. That's not God. See, God used it to her because he knew if nobody else could talk to me or get to my heart, she could because that's my sister. We were close growing up, very close. You know, they had these two little sisters. They they, they be putting on Facebook and different little things now named Paris and London. Now, that's how me and my sister 
Cecilia was. If you said something to me about my sister, I act like that. You know, one Paris, one London. That, that's with me and Sylvia and Cecilia. But anyway, I'm going to go back to God uses tools he uses for what he's doing. Because, see, when God puts something in motion, we, we look at people day by day. But God sees us now, right here, but his plan is already made for over there, years away. You know how they say in the church, I see you somewhere in the future, and you look much better than you do right now. We would always sit back and talk, and every time she would call me or I would call her, we would be glad to hear from each other. I remember um, when my son was growing up, and when the spring breaks would come and the summer vacations would come, and um, she would know I was going to be trying to find a camp or somewhere, I would pray and say, God, what am I going to do for the summer with before my child? What am I going to do? She would always call or come and get them. See, God used her to be a blessing to me. She would always come get him, and when she would take him with her, she would spoil him just like he was her son, just the way she spoiled her son. He could eat what he wanted, as much as he wanted, all day if he wanted. He went to the show. He went shopping. He could not ask for nothing too much. But what he did do, because I told him, was he had respect, because he had respect. And he never said, huh, what? He would say, yes, ma'am, no, ma'am. A-T-C-C, yes, this, that. He was very much approachable and teachable. So he listened to her. By him listening to her, he benefited from her then as well as now. So I'm saying all that to say, always say what God says to a person. Always see what God sees in a person. When you're talking to a person, regardless if they hurt your feelings, you can let them know now. Don't get me wrong. Let them know that they hurt your feelings. You believe they out of pocket or however you want to say it. But do it without sinning. Okay, that's the key part. Speak life over them and speak life into them, and you will understand. I'm going to take a break on that right now, but I'm going to come back to that in a minute. See, I'm going to tell you when God used Adam. He used Adam as the first that he created. He gave Adam power and authority and he gave Adam a woman that Adam, God taught Adam, Adam was supposed to teach Eve, okay? God used the tool he wanted to use for what he wanted to do, okay? God used Moses to get to Pharaoh to set his people free. And when Moses said he couldn't do this, he couldn't do that, God said, you got a brother, right? Mm. God uses if he wants to do what he wants to get what he needs done. Now, also, God used Noah because he said he was going to end the world. God used Joshua to perform and take the people where Moses couldn't, okay? I'm just telling you, all you got to do is go back and read it. God used Jehut. Mm. Jehut was also a prophet. God used Jehut to deal with Jezebel and King Ahab. God used who he wanted to use to do what he wanted to do. God also used, so, you know, I'm going to give you a couple of other names. God used some. To go and anoint King David. God used Samuel also to deal with some of the other kings, Saul and stuff like that. God used Abraham and Sarah. God used Elijah, who prophesied that was going to happen to Jezebel. God used Daniel, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. God also used God also used Gomer 
Rahab, Mary Magdalene, Hosea. God also used Deborah, Naomi, Ruth, Mary, Jesus' mother. God used Esther. God used Boaz. God used Israel. God used a well for Jonah. God used a fish's mouth to get the money. God used some foxes. God used some donkeys. Not just to carry Jesus. God used horses. But the horse wouldn't keep going when his master said, go, go, go. God used donkeys. When I tell you God used a jawbone, mm. see, a lot of times we want to do things big and glorious and have a spotlight and the stroll light and graffiti everywhere. But God said he would use the foolish things in this world to confound the wise. You know, I wrote down some words. You know, I wrote down some other things God used. Did you know God uses dreams hmm. to communicate with you to tell you what to do because he uses who and what he wants to do what he needs to do? Did you know that God used signs? He may, you know how you be walking and you will see something that catch your attention and you will be like, I saw that before or I did a it's like deja vu. Mm-hmm. God will use life and death situations. See, I'm not going to tell you about nobody else. I'm going to tell you about mine. This right here is a scar on me. This right here is another scar on me. These are life scars. I'm not covering them up. Because, see, if people look at it that don't know me and they ask, what's that? That's God when he saved my life. Mm-hmm. That's the stuff. One on my nose, one in my head, one across my foot. I can show you some things, one on my hand. I can show you some things that when the devil tried to kill me as a little kid, God used those situations for me to be able to look back on later and say, you know what? God used what he used to do what he wanted to do because if I don't know or didn't know or want to act like I know, when I look at myself, I know there is a God because, see, each one of the situations that happened to me for the gift of God, I wasn't supposed to come back from basically. But my favorite statement is I was used. See, if you don't believe God will use anything in anybody, look in the mirror. You'll find out. You can say, God used me. I'm going to look at you on the Facebook postings or, or whatever you, you say, your comments when you come back, and, and the ones that's looking in, God used you. Now, it's up to you which side you're going to let him use you on, his side or the other side. But God uses who he wants to use to do what he needs to do to get done what he needs to get done. you got to come to the understanding, are you going to be used by God the right way? See, God used even darkness. Because in the beginning, the earth was formed without light. Yeah, y'all don't want to hear me. Oh, Lord, y'all don't want to hear me. I'm telling you, God uses who he wants to use. He separated them darkness from the light. He separated the water. God used who he wanted to use and what he wanted to use. He put the moon and the stars in place. God used who he wanted to use. He separated the waters from the ones up above and the ones down below. God uses and what he wanted to use. You know, you may say, well, I don't understand. Okay, let me, let me put it to you again like this. See, our ways we look at stuff. God said, my ways are not your ways. Because, see, our ways are foolish. We'll take stuff and work it out for our behalf 
But God said, I use the foolish things of this world to find the wise. So when you do foolish things, God don't do nothing but turn around. He will get the glory. He will get the honor. It will benefit the kingdom of God. God said, my timing is not your timing. Because, see, a thousand years to us is a day with God. Well, see, what we run around here talking about, oh, I don't have enough time to do this. A thousand years is a day with God. So if a thousand years with us is a day with God, what do you think a split second is what we call with God? When you sit back and say, God, use me that while I have my time here on this earth, Lord, let my time account for when somebody look at me, they say, oh, I know what you used to do. I know how she used to act. I know the way she used to talk. But see, when I look at it right now, I see God has did a wonderful thing. All God's work I wonderful. Mm. I thank God and I pray every day that God, when he look at me, he say the same thing he said when he created every day in the beginning. After the first day, the second day, he said it in his good. Mm. I think it was the third or fourth day. One of them, he said, and it was so. I don't want to be an and it was so. I want to be and it was good. Mm. That's what I want to be. God said, my thoughts are not your thoughts. See, what we think should be a blessing to somebody. See, that's one thing I love about my sister. I'm back to her right now. Because, see, I don't want to wait till she's. I'm not here, or she's not here, to say I should have told her how I appreciate her. I should have honored her. I should have gave her her props. Now, I was hanging out with my sister. I've always been a giver. But, see, it's a thing in being a giver and a joyful giver. Okay. So being with my sister is my thought. See, I'm still stuck on my thoughts are not your thoughts because, see, I was operating in my thoughts. But her thoughts, she was operating in the thoughts that God put in her. When we would go out and eat, for example, and I would give a fabulous $6 tip. So I went out a couple of times with my sister, and she said, uh, I put the money in. She said, what's that? I said, a tip. She said, that's what you tip it? I said, yeah. She said, you may know. That's not, mm-mm. I said, huh? Then we sat out and we talked about how picky we are. Mm. Glory to God. How we don't like this and we don't like that, take it back to this and that. She said, when we go out and eat and we want things a certain way because we know how we like it, and the waitress are the way to go out of their way to make sure we are accommodated, she said, we must take care of them. Because if you knew what a waitress or a waiter made, the tips mean a lot. And I said, okay. So I'm just saying, you know, anybody go out and eat with us that have been out of eat. That's why a lot of people don't go out and eat with us because they know when that waiter or waitress leave our table, they're going to almost be in tears because we're going to them. I don't mean tiptoe through the tulip. I don't mean tiptoe out the building. I mean when we give them a tip, we ask them, do you include your tip on the bill or would you like it in your hand? Most of the time, which I say 99.9% of the time, they said, I'll take it in my hand. I'm going to give you a latest example. Because she taught me how to tip through the heart of God. Our bill was one thing. But us sitting at the table, we put $20 each or more in the tip. And the young lady came over to the table, we could see that she had a, a little, like, um, a handicap. I'm going to just put it like that. But she was working really hard to take care of us. Mm. And it, it was not we was trying to work her. We was doing what we do. We was ordering our food. And um, when we gave her the bill, we paid the bill. Then when one of the sisters gave her the money, she said, I'm not we." And they, we said, no, that's for you. 
she took the bill back and scratched the tip off because they were tearing the bill and shipping at the same time. Okay, let me make sure I got that clear. So you won't be saying what she said. One was paid with the bill, the other parent was given the tip. She took the pill back and scratched the tip off. And when she looked at it, now she wasn't one of us. Okay. I ain't gonna point to what who she was. She wasn't one of us. But when she saw what the tip was, now we was at three different tables, but at our table, I'm gonna speak on that table, when she saw what the tip was, you could see the tears in her eyes. And she said, oh, my God. She just could not believe we were tipping her like that. And I looked at her and said, you know what? You should never judge a book by a cover. Because, see, I've been taught through God's vessel to think like God. What if that was me on my feet every night? What if that was me serving somebody as far as uh, their food and as far as um, getting them something to drink, coffee, water, uh, juice, whatever it is they're drinking? What if that was me going back and forth, back and forth? How would I like to be treated? So when you sit back and think about how, what, and why, God do what he do. God uses who and whatever he wants to use to do what he do. Because you can either be positively used by God or God going to let you do what you do and he's going to take that situation and use it in his behalf, on his behalf. For his behalf. Like back in the Old Testament when they were going to to take care of some business. They had 10,000 or more soldiers God said, sit them back. Mm. When they came back to Moab, God said, mm mm, send them back. When they came back, he said, all the ones that was a certain age and or married or stuff like that, send them back. He said, the ones that lapped water like dogs. Let them come forth. And when they did that, because see what people don't understand, if you most people drink water like this, they don't know what's coming up on them or coming up behind them. But if you ever notice when a dog laps his water, that dog looking looking around and them ears is up and they moving like the radar, they on point. So when you start allowing God to use you you begin to be on point. You ain't always got to say nothing. You ain't always got to lay hands, because even the Bible teaches, don't be quick to lay hands on no one, praying for them or receiving something for them or whatever. Don't bid them God's feet. Don't be quick to go in nobody's house. If nobody receives you, shake the dust off your feet. When you know that God is using you, the first thing you do is say, God, let me decrease that you may increase. God, let me get out of your way. Because, see, I don't want to say something or do something because I don't want to mess up building or doing something for the kingdom. My sister said to me today, <clears throat> excuse me, we were talking. She said, Renee, they've always looked at you like that. And I said, but why? She said, they just always have. You know, and, and it kind of like, at first, I kind of got a little irritated with that. But then I thought about it. I said, no, she's right. For a minute, the enemy almost tricked me to make me think it was a surprise. But I thought about it. She's right. Mm-hmm. Even though they have no reason to. But that's just one of the tricks that the enemy uses to cause people to look at people a certain way instead of them saying, God, what is it about her or him that irritates me or what is it about her or him that causes me to know that they are being a blessing to me and teaching me how to live to be a blessing? Because 
because like I said, with my sister, Cecilia, I was assigned to her growing up. Hmm. I was assigned to her growing up. I was assigned to her because my mom said, look out, protect your sister. My sister was skinny, very, she was just a small, petite, skinny girl. And I've always been a big bone girl. And I decided that I was going to take my job seriously. That was growing up. That was my job. So when we got grown, our parents, they turned it around and said, I need you to take care of your sister. Because, see, we got caught up in the world. Mm. Some of y'all don't want to grab a hold of that and admit this. We got caught up in living the lifestyle of the world. Don't get me wrong. We all did our share. But, see, uh, some of us are going to look farther than the other. Mm-hmm. I just want to say that we have to know that when God brings you forth into yourself, he sends witnesses. Like God, God used Jesus and his 12 disciples. He used witnesses. Like Jesus told the disciples, the poor you will have what you always, for me you won't. See, with my mom and them, I would have, I didn't have them always. But I have my sisters, my family. I thank God for that. I thank God he taught us about Cain and Abel, how he used that situation. You know, last week was leading up to this week that just passed. On July 17, 2021, our oldest brother, Billy, we lost one of his sons, Stephen Bailey. We had to bury him, and um, that was something we weren't ready for. We didn't deal with it, okay? Very well, but it happened. The following year, July 18, 2022, we had to bury our sister Sheila. We wasn't ready for that. But it happened. This year, July 18, 2023, while we were having a memorial service for her and celebrating her life and um, holding on to each other and loving on each other, we found out that same day out. She's a cousin, but she has kids our age and older. We call her a Margaret, um, Margaret Wilson. She passed away. She wasn't ready for it, but it happened. When you go through situations and you're going through a season, you have to get before God and say, God, help me, prepare me, prepare my family what we're about to go through. On today, me and my sister Cecilia, we were talking. We called the county of California to talk to us. My dad has two sisters left, and uh, both are dealing with Alzheimer's. One has had it for some years. The other one is starting to develop it. And her daughter was telling us that she didn't know one thing for the next. Sometimes she just don't know what's going on. She's talking to things and people that's not there. And I said, well, see if she wants to talk to us. So she said, Ma, Ma, we named them on the phone. You want to talk to them? She gets on the phone, and we could tell she wouldn't fight herself. And then I said, Auntie, you do know who you're talking to, right? She said, yeah. You all hear the girl. You hear the daughter. And I said, wow. She still knew who we were. And I thank God for that because it goes back to God uses who he wanted you to do what he want to do, to do what he's going to do, because we can't tell God what to do. And it was such a blessing to see, even though she's going through the changes she's going through, my auntie is close to 90. 
she still knew who me and my sister were. And it was such a blessing. So I said all that to say this. No matter what you're going through, you, you'd have heard them say over years that even things going on, God still has a way of getting through to anybody. I don't care how bad you are. But know that God does what he does. Know that God is so awesome. As I was looking things up and I looked up that Moses was not just born at a particular time. He was born in slavery to slaves. But because God had touched his mom's heart to do what she did, he allowed Moses to be found by, if I'm not mistaken, her sister that made him. He was educated. He went through all that. He was able to talk to people with authority. He was able to walk with authority. He was able to dress with the finest of linen, the, uh, the richest of jewels. He was able to eat the finest of food, live in the palace. He went through all that. But then, hmm, God uses who he wanted to use to do what he's going to do, to get done what he's going to get done. When Moses had to come before God, Moses said, I can't talk. Mm. Uh, come up with excuses when it's time to be used by God. But God is going to do what God's going to do, and he's going to use what he's going to use. So all I'm saying is pray, repent, pray, get before God, get settled, get relaxed, sit back, wait on God. Ask for clarification, whatever it is that you're dealing with. See what God says. And then wait. Do what God says. If you're scared, tell them, God, I know you didn't give me a spirit of fear. You gave me a spirit of power, love, and a sound mind. But if you don't know that, if you're scared, you can say, God, I'm still scared. God, why am I scared? God, why am I so nervous? God, why? Ask God to deliver you, not just from yourself, from people. Mm-hmm. I'm not telling y'all nothing I, I heard. I'm telling y'all something I know. A lot of us are scared to say to people, uh, thus said the Lord, or the Lord is my Savior, the Lord is my salvation, the Lord is my strength, the Lord is my Redeemer, the Lord is my banner, the Lord is my shield, the Lord is my everything, the Lord, the Lord, the Lord. I honor the Lord. I serve the Lord. I worship the Lord. A lot of us are scared or nervous because we don't know what people are going to think. I don't care what nobody calls me. I don't care what nobody say about me because one thing I do know, you ain't going to do nothing for me that God don't allow you to do. And if you don't want to do nothing, God will worry you and worry and work until he makes you do it for me. And if you don't do it for me, guess what? God has somebody else to do it. If God tells you to do something for me or any other saint and you don't do it, go ahead and miss your blessing. Go ahead and wait till you put something on the altar. Go ahead and do what you think you're going to do and you didn't do what God told you to do. I'm telling you right now, I'm too scared not to do what God told me to do. That's why I say every week I'm on the line. Facebook, blog, talk, whatever. I don't care if ain't nobody on there but men are possibly black. Dr. Cecilia Tiger. We don't do what God told us to do. Because he said you'd be grateful of a few things. He'll make you rule over many. I'm going to give God a tap right there. If you be good and obedient, you'll eat the good of the land. If you call on the name of the Lord, you shall be saved. If you trust in the Lord with all thy heart and lean not to your own understanding, if you lack wisdom, ask God. When you're dealing with a broken heart, give your own heart to God. You stop trying to fix it. When you're dealing with somebody that's broken or somebody dealing with you and you're broken, learn how to pray for them 
and ask God to teach them how to pray for you. A lot of us out here are broken, smiling faces. We're trying to act like we're someplace we're not. We're trying to act like we're great. But I'm telling you, let God do it. God uses who he wants to use to do what he's going to do so he can get done what he needs to get done. It's okay. It's okay to grieve. Us as Christians, we don't grieve like others. Oh, don't think I'm telling you that we don't hurt or we hurt. If you cut my finger or I cut it or I hurt, I bleed. When I have a headache and I have a stomachache, oh, I, I hurt. I want something to take, but I go to God first and say, what do you say? What's this thing? I'm trusting you. I cannot allow the enemy to try to trick me every Monday, every Saturday, every Friday, every Sunday. I I can't let him because, see, those right there, every Monday i, I got to do this ministry. Mm. Every Friday i got to do this ministry. Every Saturday, i got to get my mind set to do the ministry for Sunday. I can't let the devil, oh, I don't feel good. I, I'm not thinking right on oh, my head or oh, my stuff. No, because, see, the enemy always try to come and attack me the day before, the day of, and even that night or the day I, but you know what I said? God, what do you say? God, I know you told me what you told me. God, what did you say? So I'm going to say, say this. Trust God. Trust, trust God. Trust God to the process. Trust God. When you get overwhelmed, trust God. Mm. When you're going through hard places, everything that's going on right now, mind it, trust God. When it looks like it's late in the midnight hour, Give it to God, don't take it back. Don't be an Indian gift. Put it on the altar, leave it there. Add more to it before you take it back. But trust. There's a shift in the spirit. There's a shift in the atmosphere. Trust God while you're in the process of going through it. It's your season. I don't know what season it is, but it's your season. If you're going through a season of getting blessed, be a blessing. If you're going through a season of mourning, it's okay to mourn. But trust God. Trust God no matter what season you're in. Thank you all for joining us in Blog Talk and um, Facebook Live tonight with Smile3E, Iron Sharpening Iron. I pray to God that everybody receive what was said tonight. You take it and hide it in your heart. I thank God that you all listen. I thank God that you all took the time to look at this now or live. I mean, replay later, to listen to it live on Blog Talk tonight or in the archives later. I thank God. I want to say, if you don't read nothing else, read Genesis 1, 26-31. When God created man his own image. God did what he needed to do. He used what he needed to use to get done what he needed to get done. Don't forget our foundational scripture is Matthew 6 and 33, but seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things shall be added unto you. Thank you all. Blog talk, if there's anyone there that would like to have any comments at this time, please do so. Well, this is Cecilia, and I just want to say I thank God for having you share with us about his faithfulness. And not only his faithfulness, but how he expects us to strive to be faithful just like him. He's our greatest example. Thank you, woman of God. Thank you so much, Puffy Lex. Is there anyone else? Okay, so again, we thank you all for tuning in. We thank you all for that wanted to say something but didn't. Um, Some may have been nervous, but it's okay. I thank God that you tuned in anyway to listen to what he has to 
today. I solicit in on the radio through Facebook Live, the radio on uh, Blog Talk, World Wide Web. Um, I thank you all for taking out the time. Again, I'm going to tell you our foundational scripture, Matthew 6 and 33, seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things shall be added unto you. And with that being said, I don't know what else to tell you, but I want to pray for Minister Margot McCoy. We thank God for her. We thank God for the miracle that she is. We thank God for his miracle work, his science and wonders. We thank God for healing power. We thank God for restoration. We thank God for just bringing her back to a point and a place. We thank God for every warrior that's praying for her on purpose. We thank God that he has put her in people's hearts that says, heal, 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 Lord. That says, restore, restore, restore her, Lord. That says, oh, God, that is your best desire. Teach us how to be in place to do what you need us to do, to pray for your people. God, we thank you for Apostle elect Dr. Sayers, Tiger, Burstead, and Jesus, the Smile 3E, Iron Sharpening Iron. God, we thank you for our ministry team. Dr. Serena Wright, Pastor Servant Troy Thomas, Prophet Antoine Thomas, Minister Ron Montgomery, and Mother Missionary Tony Montgomery, Minister Lawrence Seabury, Apostle elect Dr. Cecilia Kaiser. Minister Brandon Kaiser, God, we just thank you right now, God. Cover each and every one of them household, oh, Lord. Whatever they have on the altar, God, we ask you to grant their wish. We ask you to make their dreams come true. God, we ask you to expand their territory, enlarge their territory. God, we just ask you to do what's being asked, oh, God, from them to you, God. Men marriages, oh, God. Give them their heart's desire, God. Protect their children. Protect their spouses. Protect their homes, oh God. All the children that's going away to college, oh God, in my family, and their families. God, all of those that's in college already, God, let their dreams come to pass, oh God. Cover, 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 oh Lord. God, I ask you to cover my household, everyone that's in my household and my family, oh Lord. Cover, 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 God. God, we have some things on the altar we've been asking you about, oh, Lord. We're saying you can trust us, oh, God. God, we're standing in the place of an open heaven, God. We're asking you to rain down on us, oh, Lord. Anybody and everybody that's listening in or looking in, God, whatever they have up before you, God, we're praying that after they get the instructions from you, God, they follow through. God, we just ask you to cover them. Ask me to cover them with them getting the instructions. I'm asking them to be patient and trust you through the process. God, for we know that you are our God. We know that you are our strength. We know that you are our healer. We know that you are our restorer. God, even give us the power and the strength to let go who and whatever it is you said to let go. God, deliver, break free. Ah, God, Jesus. Deliver, break free, oh God. Hallelujah. Deliver, break free, oh God. Whatever you're doing in this season, God, don't forget about me. Glory to your name, oh Glory to your name, oh God. God, teach us how to trust you. Put a want down in us, God, to want to trust you, oh God. Teach us how to look to you, oh Lord. Teach us, oh God. Teach us how to want to come before you day and night. Teach us how to meditate on your word, oh Lord. Teach us, God. But when we want to do it our way, God, Take us back 
to you, O oh God. Teach us, O oh Lord. As I end this prayer, God, I want to end it with reading Psalms 20, 121, verses 1 through 8. I lift up my eyes unto the hills, from which cometh my help. My help cometh from the Lord, which made heaven and earth. He will not suffer thy foot to be moved. He that keepeth thee will not slumber. Behold, he that keepeth Israel shall neither slumber nor sleep. The Lord is the keeper. The Lord is thy shield. I'm sorry, the Lord is thy shade upon thy right hand. The sun shall not smite thee by day, nor the moon by night. The Lord shall preserve thee from all evil. He shall preserve thy soul. The Lord shall preserve thy going out and thy coming in from this time forth in even forevermore. God, we just thank you for the evermore, oh Lord. Cover, 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 God. Go into the secret places of their heart, our heart, my heart. Go into the secret places of their mind, my mind, my mind, oh God. Go into the secret places, God. Doesn't that break it? Break it, break it, break it. And it doesn't Amen. Good night, everyone.